You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 345th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. I am Matt, the little guy Alan in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, you guys, it's a big show this weekend. I'm I'm sorry, I'm distracted. We just had an email come in from oh, okay. e-, e. Merckx. Whoa. Hmm. Hang Sounds on. familiar. Hang on. Let me just... Yeah, this is Eddie Merckx. This is... This is legit. It's from eddiemerks.com. Eddie at eddiemerks.com. Okay. Um, he's uh, he's expressing his displeasure here that Tim is not on the podcast this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Sounds like he he is accusing Tim of disrespecting the podcast by leaving uh, before it's finished, which I'm yeah. not sure what that means, but it's hard not to agree with the uh, with the legend. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Tim is a, a DNS this week. Uh, I think he was saying the legs were a little too heavy. He couldn't uh-huh. hang. Uh-huh. And yeah, it does feel like disrespect. I mean, uh, <laughs> a lot a lot of guys are doing it, you know, and it's just it's just not right. Well, if anyone knows about disrespect, it's Tim. But, you know, I think we can pull this off. I think the Domestiques, we've been pulling Tim around for years on this podcast now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I don't think it'll be a problem to to tow this show to the line and uh, get it across for yet another easy victory. Yeah, nothing else will go for stage wins. But I would like to think of myself as the the Caruso of the podcast. Uh, I've never had the <laughs> chance to ride for GC really on my own. I'm always working for Landa, and I'm like, this guy's just going to fall down at any minute. Uh-huh. And this is my year, you know. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm moving into a second on GC right now. That's what I feel like with Tim not being here. Okay, all right. I feel like um, maybe I'm the George Bennett of the podcast. Like I have some amazing flashes occasionally, <laughs> but mostly yeah. just disappointing. Oh, it's like you thought you were going to lead this podcast, but now your 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 teammate yeah. is 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 leading on GC for your team and you're like, "Oh man, that was my yeah. chance and I'm on a team of such stacked GC riders." But like I got my own cool jersey, so that, you know, I feel okay about it. You have a very cool jersey. That's true. <laughs> he he is the national champion has a very cool jersey. Um obviously folks, Tim's not here this week. Um true story now. It's hard truth, but hat flip backwards. Tim's fixing a faucet right now. And just, that may sound like a lie, but that's real. <laughs> I know uh, our listeners can't see it, but little guy did just stand up, turn his chair around, and sit down backwards on his chair before he before he did that, and turned his cap that's around. Get real. It was uh, I I felt the power. So little guy, we got a lot to get into, especially with Tim not here derailing our uh, conversation uh, for an hour. So. We've obviously got the Giro to catch up on. Um, we are, uh-huh. uh, I think at the last podcast, we were only two stages in or something. I don't know. Now we're we're 16 stages in. We're about to hit the second rest day. Tim was bad-mouthing the, pot, the, the, the Giro last week as a mediocre race. But since mm-hmm. we last talked, we've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different winners on seven different stages. Boy, that stinks. <laughs> I think it's been good. <laughs> Boy, that stinks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one of my criteria for a good race is that at least you have um, a lot of different winners. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Bernal's been tearing it up. He's got the GC right now. Caruso's up into second. Hugh Carthy, the scrawniest man in cycling, up to third on GC. It's been a fun week. I think the third week's going to be good as well, but Bernal looks really good do you think is in the bag i it's um, it's never in the bag but it's in the back right like <laughs> it's what it feels like 
I, like anything I, can happen, but like that can't happen. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> right. <sighs> if you asked me a week ago, it wouldn't have been in the bag, but now it's in the bag. I I don't see from this list of top ten. I don't see who is going to be a serious threat. Um, hmm. You know, Hugh Carthy. Uh, you know, he's been riding well, but he's he's three forty back right now. That's not. That's not in the same stratosphere, you know? Yeah. I um, do like that EF was throwing their cards in on stage 16, that they went all in to try to break it up. It ended up with Bernal breaking away and winning and, <laughs> and Carthy losing a little bit of time, but that they're they're trying, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you got to do it. You got to go in and try to drop them. They got rid of Yates, you know? They got rid of other yeah. GC guys. So it, it worked out in their favor in some ways. I think Yates was really the hot favorite going into this race, so... He, yeah, he was the one that I would have had my eye on. Uh, and yeah, has definitely dropped down at this point. Um, Bardet has shown some, some flashes yeah. of old recently. I don't think he's right. going to climb up the, the charts all that far, but uh, it's good to see him riding well. Yeah, he sounds almost as surprised as everyone else. <laughs> um, I think his finish line quotes from stage 16 were, what place did I get today? Second. Huh. Wow. Are you sure? Yeah. Hmm. Wow. What year is it? 2021? What? Yeah. It, uh, it was, it's you great. Lo- you love to see it. Um, that's good. Uh, GC overall, pretty much solid. We are still, there's still a pretty good fight going for 16th place overall. Um, yep. right now, Cohen Bowman, uh, from Lotto Jumbo Visma. The Lotto is just there for, I see. So you know which one I'm talking about. They're the yellow team. Um, yeah, the yellow team. Not actually a sponsor anymore. But Vincenzo Nibali, just the shark is just nibbling at that 16th place. He's currently in 15th. Yeah. I think I think he's a little. He's got a little maybe too much pride to fight for 16th, but uh, he's right yeah. there. So I think yes, the shark. We're going in the last week, and we've had many a miraculous Nibali last week things but obviously i think it's pretty much impossible he can't win this tour and no. he, he had the injury going in um so you know he gets a pass on this one there's still time mountain stages for him to win a stage and yes. make italy happy but anything can happen i would never count nibali out like and i do like that even though bernal has this grip nibali and like formalo have been trying to go off and like chip back time People are throwing a little caution to the wind, which is nice to see. Yeah. Did you see um, that descent? I believe it was today, um, stage 16, with uh, uh, the Astana rider almost putting himself yeah. into a, just a beautiful European van uh, parked on the One side of, of the road. Years. Yeah. Now, see, I think that's the problem. If anyone didn't see this, stage 16, it was one of the Izagir brothers. He, yeah. oh man, he came so close to this van. And I think that was the problem of. And we all know this, especially when you're mountain biking, you can't look at the the obstacle. So if right. there's a rock in the middle of the trail and you look at it and think, go around it, you'll run right into it. You're gonna you run have to right like into it. Yeah. see it, but not look at it. You have to, you have to, and I've yeah. been telling uh, my son this when he's riding the trails and he's like running into roots. I'm like, don't <laughs> look at them. Yeah. And he's like, what? I have to look at it. And I was like, don't look at it. <laughs> I think I would have done the same thing. You're yeah. coming down that mountain and you're like, oh, is that a T3 or a T4? Ah! And then you almost run into it. You know, yeah. I mean, it's. That it's, thing got the, the pop top, like the camper? Yeah. Oh, man. What a sweet van. Oh, no. It, so another option is he just wanted to see if it was a stick shift or not. We all do this if we, mm-hmm. we were into cars. You want to know, is it the stick or is it the manual? And he had to get that close just to peek in the window real quick and go, huh, stick, sweet. He got, yeah, he got a peek. He definitely got a peek in the window of that van. Oh, and, God. Uh, that I scared was... me on replay. <laughs> that, yeah. That scared the hell out of me on replay. You know, like, ugh. Ugh, heebie-jeebies, man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the owner of that van... Also very happy that uh, Gorka is a gear had uh, some quality bike handling skills and was able to keep it off the van uh, because he would have definitely put a put a good sized dent in the in the rear panel of that van. Yeah, and you know I think if I was going to drive my van up into the mountains to watch the Giro, I would mm-hmm. have to check with my insurance agent beforehand. <laughs> I don't know 
how the coverage works on that. I'm almost yeah. certain that the Astana car is not going to stop later yeah. and hand me their insurance card. No. Um, are you know like he hits it? He just gets up. He gets in the car. He's gone. You come back to your car later. Maybe you were like up at the top at the peak or something. You walk back down, and you're like, "What? What is this?" And you find out later the Gorka's gear like smashed your car. <laughs> What do you yeah. do? You know, like you call your insurance agent. And you're like, yeah, I went to the Giro. One of the Astana riders. Yeah, I know, I know. One of the Astana riders hit it, and they're like, well, the insurance. Uh, they probably they're probably like, oh, Astana. Yeah, we're never going to collect from them. Like, good luck. Yeah. I mean, um, that maybe they'll be like, you were at fault. He had disc brakes. I mean, if he must have had perfect control because he had disc brakes. So yeah. Oh, for he sure. He must have parked gonna... your van in the road. They were like, were if, it you, was, were, if it was Ineos. Are you parked exactly at the exit apex of that corner? That's <laughs> true. He was parked right in the, Yeah. Maybe it's totally on that guy. Yeah. That would I be mean, a great insurance agent that like was going through. It was like three riders almost hit you, man. Like it's totally your fault. You're completely at fault. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me pull out my, uh, my titanium uh light speed and go up the hill a little ways and uh yep that's the exactly the racing line that's the apex i would take um yep. no at fault claim denied <laughs> i'm glad we worked that out for that guy uh, one of my favorite moments from this week there was a lot of winners i think everyone was pretty happy with nizolo finally winning because oh. he had i think 357 second places um, uh-huh. and 9,000 third places yes. in his Giro career. He had the fan club there. Good good thing. Not to mention that um, the Quebec team is hard to not get oh. excited about. Yeah. There's been so many storylines. Um, the Nizzolo was, was a great one. Um, but yeah, I think Quebec may be the team of the Giro the, or the maybe the overperforming team of the Giro. I don't know, maybe both, but yeah. I've just been super impressed with them. Like for, for a team that I wanted to love, but wasn't sure how I was going to be, be able to justify it. Mm-hmm. To, they're wor- to they're doing them, a good job. Yeah. They're coming through. They're doing, they're doing all the right things. And, um, they are, I mean, they were already unofficially, officially a slow ride podcast favorite team. Uh, but I think they are solidifying themselves in the canon of this podcast. Yeah, uh, Campanert's winning stage 15 for them as well, which was mm-hmm. pretty sweet to see because I've really liked his transformation since he, he did the hour record at Lotto. And then since he's been at Quebec, I feel like he's really been just uh, kind of changing up his racing. He's been attacking more. He's been doing spring classics. He's been on the attack, I feel like, all year. Yeah. And yeah. in like various terrain. And so to see him get a win felt very well deserved felt he feels like he's uh he sort of changed his tune from being a time trial guy to like like he he asked thomas de Ghent if he could he could be taken under his wing or something yeah um, for sure the way he's been riding and it paid off with a with a victory on a nice little lumpy stage well much much like uh tim hayes on this podcast de Ghent did sadly have to leave the giro with some knee pain <laughs> um, which is a bummer yeah, Tim. Tim just sent a text message uh, replying to Eddie Merckx um, that uh, he he actually had some knee pain tonight, so that's why he's not here. Oh. So hey, you know it makes sense. It worked for Caleb Ewan too. So yeah, Ewan, uh, Gronavagen, Merlier. I think Nizolo has dropped out now. Uh, Sprinter Exodus. They don't yeah. like going up hills. No. Eddie's mad. Everyone's <laughs> mad. I mean, people were complaining today about the weather and that the yeah. stage sixteen was shortened. Yeah. Uh, basically, the kids today are doing it all wrong. Everything's wrong. In the old days, they would have done it with one speed or something. They would have done it in the old days, but I mean, looking at the weather today, I th- <laughs> think they maybe made the right call. Yeah. Part of me always wants to be like, you, you yeah, just do it, get out there and do it. I mean, yep. but a lot of the reason they would have done it in the old days is because the they had no uh, the writers had no power and that. Right, ninety-five percent of them would have just been fired and and right. and and have no jobs at the end of the season if they didn't do it, and and they were paid nothing, and, and it was a terrible working conditions. So, eh, I would much rather have a shortened stage and be like, oh, I kind of wish they would have raced, and and hopefully believe that the riders have um, a little bit of say in their health and safety. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's good to see, and um, you know, 
with these sprinters out of the picture, this has really set up Peloton bad boy Peter Sagan for uh, a solid run at this uh, sprinters jersey or points jersey. Um, <laughs> By default, kind who, of. You know, I kind of uh, was alluding to he needed something in his contract year um, the other week, and it seems like he's coming through. Tim, on the mm-hmm. other hand, I think said uh, he was done, and he's he's <laughs> never going to do anything good again. Uh, yeah, like clockwork after Tim <laughs> talked some trash, as usual, about Sagan uh, uh-huh. on stage 10 last week. So a week ago today, um, kind of a bumpy day, not necessarily a day for the sprinters. Uh, Sagan put his team to work and did a master class of shelling the sprinters. Yeah. I loved it because that was not necessarily <laughs> going to be a fun stage. And then midway through on some not huge terrain, you just saw sprinters dropping like flies. And I loved it how upset they looked as they thought they were just going to get over this thing. No big deal. And Sagan yeah. just put them to the sword. I love that. Oh, it's beautiful. So good. Yeah. That is, uh, that is what I love about Sagan. Um, pivoting. Just a little bit from the Giro, but sort of kind of connected. Tim Merlier was one of those sprinters uh, who who <laughs> yeah. exited um, much to Eddie Merckx's dismay. But he just won um, the the Ronda Limburg uh, today, yesterday, today. Yeah, um, I think today. What's up with that, little guy? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's against the rules. That is what I thought too. I uh, somehow he got the special dispensation from the RCS Sport. They were okay with him racing, even though he'd already left the Giro. I feel weird about that. I feel like I don't know. I feel like you should just not be able to race until the Giro is over, because yeah. it does mean that sprinters show up, they get their win. Uh, gotta go. And yeah. while part of me doesn't care about that. The fact that they start showing up winning other races feels a little feels a little <laughs> disingenuous. Feels, yeah, feels a little disingenuous. Yeah. Um, and I know you can be tired one week and find the find five days later. Oh but, man, um, I'm I'm tired at 11 a.m. and I'm fine at 3 p.m. So I I understand where where Merlier yeah. is coming from. Um, I also understand you know, Jiro has to give permission, and I guess they did so. Uh, I don't know why. I assume it has something to do with the deep pockets that uh, Alpeson Phoenix has. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. But, you know, who's to say? Maybe Alpeson said, hey, maybe a Mr. Vanderpool will be at your race next year. and Or maybe he might be. And they were like, fine to look the other way on that. Good enough um, for us. Yeah. <laughs> but before I, I, I do want to swing back to Drew for one more thing. I do okay. also want to note right. that at. I don't even remember the name of the race right now. Anyway, uh, Gil Martin won a race in France. Okay. And right. people can look it up. I don't want to look it up right now. But uh, down in the results of that one, I think uh, a certain David Vanderpool has been racing on the road. Really? I And I, I was surprised. I saw a result. I pulled up his Pro Cycling Stats page. He's done four or five races. He's got a few more on the calendar. They're bringing out the big guns. David's out. Uh, with Matthew at the mountain bikes for a while, uh, they Uh had to bring out, they had to keep some Vanderpools in the action. Yeah, bring out the spare Vanderpools. Yeah, he he loved to see it. He hadn't been racing road last year or anything. Um, He had some knee injuries. He also was disrespecting the Giro, even though they weren't at the Giro last year. Everyone who has a knee injury is disrespecting the Giro. No, that's that's fair. Back to the Giro. Uh, Disrespecting the Giro, Uh I believe Quick Step disrespected the Giro with all their really total fake talk of Remco. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, yeah. And we, I think we all knew, and this is no, nothing against Remco. He's 21. He broke his pelvis or whatever last year. He didn't have yeah. that much training. He's never mm-hmm. done a Grand Tour before. They talked him up like he was going to win the freaking race. It wasn't going to happen, and obviously it's not going to happen. He slipped down the GC now. He lost a bunch of time. Mm-hmm. He's out of the GC picture. That's not surprising. He's done a great race, and even if he just f- rode through the rest few days and like tried for a stage or even just finished where he is, it would be a great first GC yeah. attempt for anybody. But the fact that they didn't come, they talked him up because they played to the Belgian press, and they didn't give Almeida the actual chance 
to come back now. He's their GC guy again. Yeah. It's, I don't know if it's just them being dumb or them just playing off the press because Patrick LaFerge always is saying that he needs a new sponsor. So he's walking around industrial parks crying, hoping somebody comes out and (laughs) says, oh, we'll sponsor you. We make laminate flooring or we make, uh, we make industrial moldings. Yeah. I don't know. I just... Uh, yeah, friends in the in the right places. Um, no, I think you're onto something. Uh, Remco, uh, Evan Pohl down 28 minutes on GC right now, but still hang, hanging on to a top 20 position, which I think anybody should be pretty happy about for the first Grand Tour. Um, yeah, you don't know how they're going to do. He could be the second coming in in one day races, but like three weeks is three weeks, man. It's it, who knows well, what's going to happen? You know, happen. it's it's good training for his Vuelta um, uh, win that I'll have Could later be. on. Wow. So, um, yeah, that's a that's a uh, a very good point. Um, we are about halfway into this show, so I think this is normally where Tim uh, pivots us over to our Australian correspondent, uh, Michael Matthews, mm-hmm. to check in on whatever updates he has going on in his life and the racing uh, in his neck of the woods. So let's do that real quick. Check in with Michael. Hi, I'm Hugh Carthy from Education First Cross Cycling, and I don't listen to the Flow Ride podcast. In this week's Cream Lap, uh, we are, of course, as always, supported by the Wide Angle Podium Network. That is mm-hmm. where this podcast is hosted, along with a slew of other great cycling-related podcasts, including Nowhere Fast, um, Cyclecross Radio, and Criterium Nation, home of the Crit Beef, uh, where oh, you can yeah. find Good out beef. all the dirt on the uh domestic American criterium racing scene, which is heating up. Um, so you can do all of that over at wideanglepodium.com. And if you like what we're doing over here on this show and with the network in general, you can become a supporter, a uh, monthly supporter at any level that you would like and uh, divvy those funds up to whichever shows you so choose. Um, it really helps us do what we're doing here on this show and with the network in general, uh, getting out mm-hmm. all this content that we do. Um, and there's there's been tons of great content lately. There's been tons of great content over the years. Uh, I am thinking specifically right now, uh, actually, of the Life in the Peloton podcast that uh, was part of the Wide Angle Podium Network uh, before it made a jump to the big leagues uh, yep. over there, but hosted by... Mitch Docker uh, of EF Education First, absolute legend, great dude. He's been on this podcast before. You can search our history and find it because I don't know what episode number it was. Yeah, I don't but, remember either, but it was a great interview. Yeah, he's back um, there somewhere. He he announced this week that he is retiring from the professional peloton. So we want to give a quick shout out to Mitch and say uh, for thanks sure. for coming on the show. Thanks for doing your podcast. Thanks for entertaining, uh, the whole world with, uh, with your racing and thanks for captaining the EF team because Lord knows they need it. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Keeping them in line. Hopefully we'll get a lot more, uh, good pos- podcasting from Mitch in the future as well as racing in the rest of the season. But, uh, yeah, if you want, he, he has some great episodes there in the past. And uh, uh, keep the bucket hats coming, Mitch. Um, we're looking forward to uh, to ours. Um, you can also support this podcast by checking out Buckler Skin Care uh, and the Miracle Wap chamois cream that we have uh, for sale over there. That is a collabo uh, mm-hmm. with Buckler. And it is some primo stuff. Uh, I know Tim uses it. All the time. He says the tingle is a miracle. I'm not sure about that, but I am sure that you will like it because a buckler is uh, one of the top um, chamois cream providers out there. So bucklerskincare.com, find the miracle WAP, and uh, part of the proceeds comes to support what we're doing here on the network. And with that, I think we can get back to the show. 
What up? This is Tons Koyench, and you're listening to this low ride podcast. All right, Spence. We've got we got a few things to go through, but we got a bunch of emails we got to get to, and this oh. is gonna be kind of hard because I'm gonna have to read. And I know Tim yeah. usually does this. This is gonna be kind of tough, but I'm gonna try to do this. I'm gonna try to do this professionally. Can, can you navigate the uh, the interface of of Gmail along with reading at the same time? I think so. I will see how my neighbor's Wi-Fi holds up. <laughs> Uh, Paul Nisdale, Nisdale sends us an email. He says, surprise you're supporting Ineo Skyrider. You should be asking where his form has come from. And it says uh-huh. too much Pidcock. Um, okay. All right. That's fair. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I like Pidcock. I, even though he's an Ineos rider, I don't know what to say. I don't feel like he's, his form's been there. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think the form is not a secret. Yeah. Uh, if you've been watching cyclocross at all, which I don't blame you if you haven't been, most of the roadies haven't been, um, which is fine. Um, but I, I, I want to say we're mainly supporting him on his off-road endeavors, only a little bit on his on-road endeavors. Yeah. I mean, it's, he's an Ineos rider and I, we hate on Ineos, but you got to admit they've they have um, they have some exciting riders. Bernal yeah. is an exciting rider. Pidcock is an exciting rider. Yeah, and like Carapaz is an exciting rider. You know, um, you kind of you kind of have to um, drop some of those uh, biases that you have, right? Um, when the racing is just good, when it's just quality. Yeah. Um, at, yeah. At the end of the day, I don't think any of them actually care about. Ineos Grenadiers. <laughs> I think it's like, it's like you're like, ah, I got 10 years to do this bike thing before I got to go sell insurance. Um, who's going to pay <laughs> yeah. me? Yeah. Um, uh, honestly, um, before we move on to the next team, I do want to mention, I forgot from the Giro conversation that um, I don't remember which stage it was, but uh, Nibali uh, pushed on at the end of a stage on a descending stage to the finish out of the GC group. And he, uh, it didn't really make sense for a lot of teams to chase, but um, mm. uh, Ineos did try to chase with a certain Johnny Moscon. And of course, Nibali, much better descender. And yeah. uh, Moscon came to grief on the descent, um, oh. trying to follow uh, Nibali. That's, and it was, that's it, was uh, it was perfect. It was exactly what I wanted out of that stage. So uh, it was good stuff. <laughs> You love so we don't it. love all the Ineos um, riders. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Uh, I I think that's a good counterpoint. Um, you know, you you take, you need to accept. You need to be willing to accept into your heart good bike racing, but also keep it in your back pocket uh, to watch the most hated man in the peloton fall <laughs> down. Um, and you know, as long as he doesn't get too injured, it's it's fine. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He didn't take anybody else out. It was just kind of comical. It's like you thought you could hang with Nibali. Come on, you can't yeah. hang with the shark downhill. Should know better than that. Uh, <laughs> next awesome. email's from Joe Fabris, uh, titled "Taken from Behind." It says, "Dear Slow Riders, a week ago today." was Tuesday. I set out for a ride with the Slow Ride podcast in my right ear. I didn't finish the podcast. Uh Wrapping up the ride, I was quietly thrown up in the air when a dozing driver drifted into the bike lane and plowed into me from behind. So it's a week later. I suffered good butt, hip, and arm rash on my right side, but no broken bones, just a broken bike. So imagine the feeling I had when listening to today about the the rear-end collision topic from the Giro and your experience of getting taken out from behind. Coincidentally, surreal. Uh, I think I'll be riding again in the next few days, and my bike is going to the carbon doctor. So, uh, sad story, good story, and I did get a follow-up from Joe. Uh, it does sound like he got caught up on the show, so whew, no no worries there. But he's also um, he's also doing fine, and he did get back on his bike um, about a week later. So, his bike doesn't look good. He's going to be okay. <laughs> um, his bike did take the blunt, brunt of it, thankfully. And... Um, yeah. A scary well, story, but um, also very weird considering we were talking about that last week, and then he got hit. Yeah, um, that is. Uh, I I usually our curse works the other way, where the opposite things happen, um, not the things that we're talking about. So unfortunate that uh, you were the one to um, the exception that proved the rule that the curse is real. 
Um, yeah. But uh, uh, glad to hear you're doing all right. Um, you know, maybe talk to um, Is It Gears insurance uh, guy because he seems pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah, super good. Maybe can work something out. Maybe get you a nice uh, European camper van out of the out of the deal. Man, that'd be great. I'll take a European camper van for the time I've been hit. Um, <laughs> we got one from Andrew P. This was from last Thursday, so keep that in mind. It was from the 20th. said, hey, guys, I'd like to bring something to your attention that's perhaps been missed by the mainstream cycling media. In all the chaos of stage 11, we've overlooked one thing. TJ is still in the race. I oh think you'll agree this is a huge achievement for the delicate American. So much so that perhaps Rafa and EF can do a special edition collab jersey in celebration. Just a thought. I'd also like to throw in a uh, Ghana nomination for the championship belt. Yeah, he writes for Ineos. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but that yeah, guy yeah. is single-handedly making the world spin faster. Uh, your zombie bike companion, Andy P. Um, well, we'll have to table, I think, the belt till Tim comes back. But I can yeah. make a note here. Uh, Ghana as an option. Um, TJ still in the race. Uh, stage 16 is done today, and TJ is still currently in the race. Amazing. I um, honestly forgot that he was there, um, which bodes well for him finishing the race, I got to say. Yeah. Usually um, when yeah. I hear about him in Grand Tours lately, it's that he fell down. Um yeah. So, no, yeah. I, I know people wonder why we uh we hate we hate on TJ so much. And um I, we're not hating on TJ. But when we yeah, first started just this, like we grab his head and <laughs> ruffle up his hair a little bit and you say you you uh, Yeah, I I mean when we first started this podcast in 2014, he had just come off um a sol- some solid top results at the tour mm-hmm. and he was America's GC hopeful and um mm-hmm. He was starting to show himself as being a little. He complained a lot, and since then, I don't know what what his deal is because he's he's certainly not the writer he once was. Um, I will note that Charlie Wagalis, the the uh, director DS for EF today after EF mm-hmm. on stage sixteen, put on a clinic by trying to ride everyone off their wheels. He did make a note to be like, oh, you know, we didn't have our best climbers there to really put the digs in at the end. We, we, cause they'd lost, uh, Casieta or whatever and Ruben mm-hmm. Guerrero. Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't you have a guy that's finished fifth twice at the tour de France on your team? And he <laughs> can't get up there and do some, do some climbing work for Hugh. But I guess that's not, that's not TJ's wheelhouse anymore. Oh no. And which is just yeah. more of us hating on TJ. But I feel, <laughs> feel like if you finish fifth at the tour, I think you got to be there at the end for Hugh. Do you, you think, know? uh, do you think maybe he was referring to, like that was a coded message to management up upper management um, being like, Hey, we shouldn't have let Michael Woods go. Oh yeah. I mean, definitely. If Woods was there, that would be, he'd be Carthy's best. We don't have any good climbers anymore. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who made that decision, but (laughs) that's true. Uh, We got another one from uh, Nicholas Wilmus. Uh, It says before anything else, Hello, great podcast masters. Should we just end the email there? Yeah, that sounds good to me. I'm worried that it can't get any better from there. I can read the rest. Uh, Before the long-anticipated Saturday stage with the Zonkalan, well, it's already happened, uh, he'd like to make two points. One, Nizzoli wins. Jump on the bandwagon like everybody else. We kind of already did. Um, On it. Solidly on it. Yeah. Absolutely. He... Uh, paraphrase. Uh, basically, he thinks we should give Nizzoli the belt. Um, again, Tim's really? not here. Uh, I don't know if he's done enough for that, but I'll I'll make a note when Tim's he, back. We can. He does take have this the up. airbrushed helmet, little guy. That should be. He does a have the helmet. Shoe in for yeah. Uh, yeah, he does have the helmet, and he did get a lot of second places. And we do like the underdog, so. <laughs> uh, Tim is second... going to be absolutely crushed that there's so much championship belt talk this week i know when he's I know. been trying to get this going for like a couple years and it's finally i know and it's finally it. it's yeah the ball's <laughs> really rolling and then he's not here and i'm just like whoa can't do anything <laughs> that's true sorry tim uh, his second point is ag2r uh, they just doubled their wins of two, 2021 in one week even in Ugh. one day <laughs> again not one of the big names of the team but they did it they just need to keep chipping away to get tim some roller derby points in the end does Vendram deserve the championship belt? 
question mark. All the DS and managers of AG2R surely must think so, but maybe not. Um, I'll put Ventrum down, but um, that's a long shot. I mean, I has he won anything else? I don't have his pro cycling stats page open, so I can't. Um, I can't look that up right now. But um, yeah, you know we're gonna we're gonna have to table all those till next time. Uh, it doesn't look like it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So probably not, but a big win nonetheless. Uh, we're all very excited about an AG2R rider winning a big stage of the Giro. But uh, oh. yeah, so good. And you know, <laughs> Tim Tim did buy a lot of stock in that jersey design. So um, you know, he's probably getting some good dividends paid out on that. Oh yeah, huge. He's five dollars every time they win. <laughs> All right, we we got one more email. Uh, this is this is a long one, but I think it's worth it. I will okay. try to do this justice in reading this correctly, but I will. Uh, you'll hear, you'll hear. This is from um, Matthew Pryor, the second best Matthew from Minneapolis. Uh, it says, "Don't worry about the taco." He says to address little guy's concern about tacos Vanagon on the autobahn. Please have him sing this tune. Uh, don't worry about the to the tune of don't worry about the government by the talking heads now i will say this to you matt i refreshed myself on this tune um, uh, before the show so i could get it right and i've it's already slipped my mind it it's i think it's on the like 77 album or whatever um i can't do it i can't do it i can't do it to the same tune but i will read the lyrics uh maybe with matt Pryor's permission we can like post these or something and then folks can at home uh listen and sing along because he did great work here with the lyrics could this, and it's really could this be like our our in at like tiktok or some sort of market that we haven't got into yet i don't I think that's understand isn't TikTok. That what they do on tiktok i think that's what they do i thought they just jumped and then they had different clothes on i mean you could incorporate the gig creative yeah guys. you could do that all right so i'll read the lyrics here i'm huh? sorry i can't i can't do it to the tune of don't worry about the government of the talking heads but name's it here's the lyrics it's great work it says i see the cars that race across the autobahn i feel the wind as they race along it moves the little cars all over the autobahn i worry that the autobahn might not be for the slow ones uh he says i drove from prague to frankfurt on the autobahn i had rented a skoda sit sit go i had a one liter engine that goes with 60 horsepower mm. i it had five feet wheelbase <laughs> I drove it over there, over there. My car had zero convenience. It made life simple for me. It was easy for me. I will relax driving with my little car. Taco Taco has similar power band. Take the highway and it will be similar to me. The Germans are so orderly on the Autobahn. It was a fine drive. The Autobahn is awesome. Don't you worry about Taco. I wouldn't worry about Taco. Don't you worry about Taco. Don't worry about Taco. He says, yours, Irish Matt, Minnesota's Minneapolis's favorite. I think that's debatable, Matt. I think we're just going to have to agree to disagree about this one. Uh But great works on the lyrics. Um, Maybe maybe we give you the um, Minneapolis's favorite Matt professional jersey, and we give him Minneapolis's favorite Matt amateur jersey, and you guys can have your own (laughs) Minneapolis crit beef. (laughs) That would be good. We could have crit beef. I don't really want to have uh, beef with uh, Matt. He's <laughs> he's a really nice guy. I like I like seeing him when I do show up to races. Um, I'm sorry I didn't do that quite to the tune, but I I I tried to remember, I think, and I really uh, yeah. can't remember. I think we get the point. Um, but yeah, I I man, you got to applaud the effort there. That is uh, some first class stuff. That is uh, that should surely go into the annals of all timer emails here to the slow ride pod. Um, and if you want to email us at the slow ride pod, you can do so at the slow ride pod. No, the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. Yes. There you go. All, yes. all the social medias are the slow ride pod. So yeah, find us on Instagram, find us on Twitter, send us messages, wherever, uh, you can use the hashtag, uh, ask slow ride. If you have quick questions that you want us to get to, um, we try to check that and, Follow up as best we can. Um, those are those are all the good ways to get in touch with us. Um, because you know, if you have big breaking news like Silka made a 
a <laughs> computer mount that was wildly inappropriate and you need to tell wildly. us about it. That is that is how you're going to do that. Yeah. Old news, still hot news at this point. That computer mount, it's, it's real, I think. It's, you know, they took a lot of heat for that thing and justifiably so for so many reasons. One, it's ugly. Two, it's $180. Um, mm-hmm. Three, it's 3D printed, which is just like, shut do up, I care? I don't care. And then, Why do I care? Yeah. But then fourth, um, the the main marketing photo you used made it look not like any of the other pictures, and I it had that had to pass through a couple layers of vetting, right? Like it had to. I know a a, a lot of companies in the bike industry, and I've worked for several of them. They're not as big as you think. Like these big giant heritage brands, maybe yeah. just a handful of people usually, but, um, still I got to think at least a handful of people looked at that and said, yep, looks good to me and then sent it out to the world, um, to, uh, a less than stellar reception, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. I think you gotta, um, I guess I, I just don't, we don't know. I don't know the makeup. I don't know who works at Silk. I don't know who, who, I don't really want to like, disparage somebody uh, but it does feel like the sort of thing that was made by a group of guys in a room and they thought this is pretty sweet and they designed it and um none of them none of them thought to 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 run it by uh anyone outside <laughs> their immediate group yeah uh with maybe different views on the world uh maybe run it by a woman or two see if they see anything differently because uh the second it got on the internet uh everybody saw what you can't unsee no and and, um yeah you know there there it is um i'm super looking forward to the first time i see one in the wild very good i think uh i i'm gonna assume i don't know maybe it was tim and i'm taking his 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 steam away but i'm gonna assume that you uh tweeted from the slow ride account about the chinelli atlas or or alter stem <laughs> that uh, that was me yes that, was that me. would be perfect for that um <laughs> for that mount because man what a combo what oh. an absolute <laughs> legendary combo that would be Especially if the altar stem had the uh, like pinup girl sticker still mm-hmm. attached to it that they uh, used to come with, incredibly. Yeah. Very Mario Cipollini nineties uh, full full tilt with with as much um, sexism as you could pack into a bar stem combo, um, yeah. and now you can pack more. I'm sure Mario has already <laughs> ordered himself um, a couple of these uh, for a few of his bikes. Um, I will say that um, on researching the altar stem just very slightly for seconds uh-huh. before I made that tweet, it does look like um, it wouldn't mount on an altar stem. Mm. Yeah, because uh, they, they have that weird top, kind of top-mounted Yeah, system. it's a little weird. Um, so unfortunately, um, they, won't, they won't work together, though. They do feel like they're one and the same. But maybe this is just the modern, um, the modern equivalent uh, to give the discerning gentleman... Uh, the option to put his well, best foot forward. I don't. I don't even know what to say. It 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 defies uh, parody, <laughs> much like um, the last four plus years of politics in the United States. It. How do you make fun of what it f- feels like? It's making fun of itself, but it, it turns it really out did. it's all serious. serious By the time I got to it, um, I had been kind of offline that day, and. By the time I got to it, um, I knew better than to just go ahead and make a joke because it had certainly been made by that point. Thank you, social media. And yeah, yeah, yeah. the meme accounts absolutely crushed Um, Silco. They pulled their ad. (laughs) They had to issue a statement. Um, Oh, gosh. What a a disaster for them. It sucks Sucks to be them for sure, Uh, but... Yeah, maybe maybe just you know a little a little more uh, outside the box, like thinking from different angles, like you said. Um, maybe run it past a few, uh, uh, you know, test groups, I guess first. Um, yeah. Uh, 
Well, I mean, not all the... Di- yeah, I mean, if you looked at one angle, uh, you saw what everybody saw and you couldn't unsee it. So, um, yep. you know, you... Yep. <laughs> it's really great. It's just, every time I think about it, I'm like, that's not real. No, no, it's May. It's not April 1st. That's real. And I, that it's called Mensola yeah. or Mansala or whatever, which, yes, means shelf in Spanish or something. But um, it's also got the word men in it, and it does look like a man's, <laughs> a man's uh, dangly bits. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's even more on the nose uh, when you factor in the name. I, it really is. It really is just protruding from the front of the bike and everything. It's just all of it's bad. All the, all of it's bad. And, uh, you know, <laughs> but it's 3D I, printed. So I mean, like, I don't know, maybe it's okay. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe that's a saving grace in that they didn't have any printed up. So they don't have any, any stock that's going to go stale on the shelves. Um, oh, that is true. I mean, they, it doesn't sound like they did a run of a million. They were trying to make it sound like it's, uh, it's more. It's 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 small batches. Is is three D printing going to become the new nano nano carbon fiber? Because I feel like a few years ago it was all about the nanotubes, and I haven't heard anything about nanotubes, uh, nanotube carbon technology recently. I'm I'm assuming that uh, we figured out it didn't matter at all for bikes. Yeah, uh, going to be three D printed now. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. I think we just all got enraptured with gravel racing and forgot all about nanotubes, which is just how it works in the bike industry. There just has to be, you know, it has to be a buzz, a buzz, a buzz, like a high tech buzz for a while. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like there's like the material version and then the process version. And then there's just like throwing, throwing new brakes at us and stuff, things. And um, 3D printed disc brakes, garbage, like gravel, gravel. Let, let me ask you this. How nice and what does a computer mount need to do for you to spend $180 on it? Like, wow. does it need to, uh, you know, open your garage door automatically for you? Does it need to, you know, uh, have Siri uh, integrated, you know, Alexa or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, are there, you know, are it, there? computers with garage door opener integration because that does feel like a thing that like <laughs> like i could open my my garage if, door from uh, my garmin feels feels like a, a if there an actual isn't, reasonable feature yeah if it isn't uh tm 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 the slide podcast yeah uh, that please contact our legal department for um you know our rates for that idea um because why not yeah why not I mean, it, it could have a radius set up around your garage. You know, once you uh, cross the perimeter, garage yeah. door opens. Just great. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Rainy day. It just already starts opening when you hit the driveway. Oh, man. It's pretty good. All right. Garmin, um, just get in touch with the payment situation. I don't know how we're going <laughs> to distribute the funds just on this one. Whatever amount you think is fair, just send it over. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're fair people. As long as there's six figures on there um we're fine with it you know i don't want to be greedy um the very last bit of news and and i don't have anything really to speak to about this i just want to get it on uh on tape here on the podcast so that we can officially have scooped nowhere (laughs) fast on the fact that uh zwift has a new map out um called okay umezzy Okay. Yumizi. Um it is uh it is a new map set in Japan. Um which okay. is cool. Uh but not like you know how they did London and they did Central Park and they did like mm-hmm. Richmond. It's not like that. Okay. But I, Japan is a real place. Yeah. <laughs> I heard of it. Yeah, but this one is not that. This is different. Okay. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to leave it there because I don't really know why you would take a real place and then make a fake place about it. Mm-hmm. They have fake places already in in Zwift. You know, Watopia. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, look right? Watopia is not a real place. Well, um, I was gonna ask if Wato- if if they made a fake Japan, does that mean there's actually a real Watopia and they just didn't want to tell us about it all this time? But it's real. That could be a deeper conspiracy that we might have to explore some other time. 
Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I obviously, I have not, uh, experienced the new map, but I, it sounds cool. There's lots of gravel roads, I guess. Um, it's nice. maybe like kind of feudal Japan area era. I mean, okay. um, so, you know, but it looks gorgeous. You know, there's snow capped mountains and temples and castles and cherry blossom trees and, Hmm. You know, all that. So if you're into Zwift, uh, definitely check out the new map and definitely let um, Zach and Kevin and Mike and everybody at Nowhere Fast know that the slow ride scooped them super hard on this and that they'll have all the details, I'm sure, that we don't yeah. have. Yeah, they'll have the details. We won't. I won't have the details. <laughs> all right, that's cool. I will... Um, I'll wait. I'll wait to hear about that because... That's weird. Good luck, Swift. It's summer. All right. Well, well, I think, little guy, that that brings us to the conclusion of this episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. I'd like to thank Tim for not being here. Uh, I'd like to thank all of our sponsors in the Wide Angle Podium Network uh, for supporting this podcast. I'd like to thank BK1 of Rhyme Series Entertainment for the intro and outro music. And once again, if you want to get in touch with us at the Slow Ride Podcast, you can email the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com or find us on the social media channels at the Slow Ride Pod. Tim is normally in Orlando, Florida. I'm Matt, and I'm still in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I'm Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. As you know, materials in cyclocross are very important. What do you think, Mr. Svennis? It's uh, very important to have the good material when it's frozen, when it's dry, when it's summer, when it's, uh, when it's wet. Uh, the tires are very important. It's all about technique. It's all about uh, the good material. So we brought the Bike Shop Show back with a cyclocross focus. Same great format, new name, Bike Shop CX. Give it a listen. I think you'll dig it. Each week, Mr. David Palin and I talk about things that go on at our bike shop. We talk about things that go on in the pro cyclocross pit at all the big races around the country. Sometimes we have industry-leading guests on the show. Sometimes it's just the two of us yapping. If you're at all interested in cyclocross, I think you'll like it. The bike shop is open.